Welcome back to our Christian Marriage Podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking about Rethinking Marriage, Part 2. In Part 1, we talk more about the conformed ways of thinking on marriage. And in this episode, we will touch more on what Scripture has to say about love and how it's expressed in marriage. I have my wife, Karina, with me. Hi, everybody. Uh, Just to add what Hector was saying, so we are specifically going to be talking about two main points in this podcast. So the first one is what needs we have in a marriage, and the second is how to deal with arguments. Um, So everything is scripture-based, and we hope it can be a blessing for you. So one of the needs we have in a marriage is the need to communicate and understand each other. I mean, if you really think about it, how many times do you have to tell your husband the same thing before he really listens? <laughs> what are you trying to say? That it's definitely something to work on. Okay. There will be less arguments since most problems happen because there is usually miscommunication or in most cases it's not like you don't love each other. It's probably because we don't express it in the way that we should. Yeah, kind of like when you say I'm okay but you're over there washing the dishes and it's like a parade of dishes <laughs> no. slamming against each other. Uh, Okay, well, let's just say we get through it. Um, but love is mostly found in the hard times, I believe. like Because love should endure and bear all things together. As long as it doesn't lead to like extreme cases and that it's not toxic. Yeah, I think you're referring to the love described in 1 Corinthians 13. Personally, I like when it talks about how it does not parade itself. It's not puffed up and doesn't seek its own because I don't think there's pride that can be found in love because if anything, that's the reason why sin started in the first place out of the pride and selfishness of Lucifer in heaven. Um, Can you actually read Ezekiel 28 verses 14 to 17? Sure. Uh, You were the anointed cherub who covers I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created, till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom from the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground, and I laid you before kings, that they might gaze at you. Thank you. And to give a little bit more context to the story, God was talking to Ezekiel to tell the king of Tyre these things. Um, But it was more of a spiritual message that he directed towards the cherub on the holy mountain of God, which is heaven, and the cherub, which is the angel who was Lucifer, Satan, when he was an angel in heaven. But as we can see, even though he was perfect, he had pride that led him to sin. Yeah, especially when it says that his heart was lifted up because of his beauty. Um, let's actually compare this to the scripture that I think it's it's very like surprising, at least to me. In Acts 8, verse 26 to 35, it talks about um, Philip the apostle that was told to me an Ethiopian on a chariot in the desert um, who was reading the book of Isaiah. Uh, Philip referred the passage, the suffering servant to Jesus Christ. Um, Can you read the first part of the passage in Isaiah 53 verse 2, Hector? Okay, so it goes. um, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He had no form nor comeliness, 
and we, when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. We might not be able to know exactly what Jesus looked like, but it describes him as having no beauty. Wow, just look at the difference. I mean, Satan being beautiful led him to having pride, which got him casted out of heaven. While Jesus, on the other hand, came down from heaven voluntarily and took on the human body with no beauty. Um, some might ask, why is that? Uh, well, I think it's to show the importance of the character of God. No wonder why we don't know how he looks like. In other words, I believe that we can't be humble in humble love or be with Christ if we have this pride. And one of the worst prides we can have is spiritual pride, which we won't be talking about in this episode, but this does lead us into our next need. Uh, so another need in marriage is a spiritual need that we can help each other get through. Uh, what we already talked about in most of our episodes, such as prayer and keeping Christ in the middle of our problems. Uh, I mean, we don't usually argue now, but as teenagers, it was a different story. Yes, it was. Um, so now, like when we do, it's usually over big things, and we have to pray um either on our own time or together, if it's possible. Well, let's just say my husband knows what's good now. Um, I think when we don't fill our spiritual needs together, it it can come to a point that the couple is unequally yoked, which is found in 2 Corinthians 6.14. For those that don't know uh, what yoked is, it's when two animals were placed together with a wooden piece over the necks, and they pulled a cart, and when the two animals weren't equal, it wouldn't pull the cart properly. So in the same way, relationships with a couple that doesn't worship worship the same way, it leads into problems in the future, like uh, when they have a child, which way will the child grow up as? Yeah, aside to that, um, like there is also physical needs like that we need to fulfill, like sexual desires. Yeah. And I feel like it's not something to be embarrassed or ashamed of. Like, if you have a desire for your partner, um, because it's healthy and natural to feel that way, right? If anything, I think that God designed us that way. Obviously not for our own selfish desires, but to serve each other in a dedicated marriage. Yeah, I believe it's something holy, but for some reason there's an argument out there that holy means no sex at all. But if God made us with the chance to reproduce, he intended it for marriage between husband and wife. Uh, We can actually see this in Genesis 2.24 that says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Uh, What is the best way to represent this one flesh? A baby, of course, because they are literally from both parents' DNA. Um... And God called Adam and Eve to reproduce and multiply over the land they were given. So there's no doubt that sex in a marriage is a blessing from God. Um, Aside to the needs, I think it's good to talk about ways that scripture leads us to resolve our problems. Uh, One of the ways is to forgive each other like God forgives us. Uh, One scripture that I love is found in Micah 7 verse 19 that says, Uh, He will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. I mean, it's nice to point out that whenever we ask for forgiveness, God in a way forgives the sins as if they don't exist in the depths of the sea, which are pretty deep. Um, 
We should take the example, not bring up the past of our partner after we forgive them, especially, especially when we are arguing. Yeah, I agree. And um, another way to deal with arguments, I think, is saying things at the right time. Sometimes we have to be silent and sometimes we have to speak. The funny thing is, is that when we're usually when we're supposed to be silent, we usually speak. And when we we're supposed to speak, we usually we're usually silent. Um but in general, the control of the tongue and the temper is very important. This could be done through taking breaks in the arguments when there's no fixing. Um, it even talks about having a time for almost anything in Ecclesiastes uh, 3, 1 to 8. And I think we can relate it to talking as well. Yeah. Another method is um, to never sleep angry. And yeah. In Ephesians 4, verse 26 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. And I think there is also health problems that can come from this because our anger that is not cooled off through communication or expressing, like that kind of anger that you're feeling in the right way, um, because it can affect our organs and it could even lead to like serious sicknesses. Yeah. And we personally like don't like having arguments that we don't fix before we sleep. But usually like if we might have our breaks or but at the end of the day like we always make sure to deal with it before we sleep yeah and i've also found that confessing to your partners the truth no matter how uncomfortable it might feel it can lead to a way better relationship through trust because if we don't and they hear whatever we are holding back from them by someone else how much worse can it get james five sixteen says Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray. So fixing issues that you think can be done on your own with a partner is easier than just doing it on your own. One thing's for sure is that divorce should also be the last resource to problems. I mean, unless the conditions go to the extreme and like they're not able to fix. Yeah. Um, but some might even ask, is adultery an extreme? What do you think? Well, I think it really depends on the situation. I mean, if there's true repentance, I believe there's still a chance and the marriage doesn't have to end. Christ said that adultery starts in the mind. And in Matthew 5, 27 to 28, so even though sometimes we might not think looking at the things we're not supposed to isn't technically adultery, since it's not acted, Jesus points out that we should still watch out for this. I remember as teens, we would literally have to walk almost with our heads down to not make each other jealous, (laughs) which I know it's not good. Thank God we got out of that. But to some extent, looking away from temptation is good. Yeah. And it wasn't only looking around. I mean, like you can find it in a lot of stuff like on TV shows, movies, magazines, ads, even like a lot of songs now. Yeah. But um, movies... um, we would literally be turning away at every bad scene. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> but now, to be honest, me and my husband, like, we don't like getting ourselves into situations where temptation can happen. Like, to not even give the devil a chance, right? Yeah. But overall, I think that quality time with God and each other will keep each other from problems. And in that way that we're doing our best through is um, God's grace for that quality time with each other is on the Sabbath. Uh, which is the seventh day of the week, Saturday, um, which is on sunset on Friday until sunset on Saturday. 
and it's not easy, but we prepare the best we can on Friday and make sure we do all our spending, any work such as our jobs, cleaning, cooking, like trying not to engage in any activities that um, can take our minds away from God and each other. And it's something we look forward to do every week, but um, it's, it's hard, but we're trying. Um, so to close off, can you actually do a quick prayer for us? Yes, of course. Um, our Father who art in heaven, I give you thanks for all the ways you demonstrate to us how we can have a better marriage and relationship through your holy word. I pray that we can put it into practice and make your word practical. I pray that it can be a blessing to all of us. I ask you to be present in our arguments, our needs, our struggles, so you can solve them and give us exactly what we need. May you fill our hearts with the desires you want us to have and also with your love. I ask you this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, I think we covered quite a bit on marriage, and there is much more we can talk about. But for now, thanks for listening, and I hope you can continue to support us. We appreciate your time and hope to hear back if there's any feedback. Uh, You know our Instagram or Facebook. Let us know what you think, and I hope you have a great week. Until next time.